Okay. Sorry about that. Hi, welcome to the Sports Gala Show. participated in three Olympics, the 2008, 2012, and the recent one, 
you will feel like hmm, maybe there's some other things that you want to do. How do you come back to judo? That's that's very interesting. Um, I mean, all of the people around me always say it's impossible. You, you don't want to compete anymore because you have a lot of injuries and you have this and that. And I also love to fly, so I, I'm trying to get my commercial pilot license. Mm. I did a lot of good studies. I finished the university. And they said it's impossible to go on further with Judo, but always if I do something which makes me also happy, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm on the tatami or I, I feel to, to, to fight, I feel to train, I, I, I miss the feeling of like competing Judo. And then I always start training again and it gets more serious, more strong and then the shape is coming back and yeah. still I, I didn't lose so much uh, reaction timing and speed. The experience also helps me. And let's see how it works in the future. So I have been told that, um, so I'm 29 this year, that I should, you know, don't do sports because I'm too old for it. <laughs> What do you think? Okay, yeah, I have a really nice story. I, mm. I've just been six months to Florida mm. in a place where there are a lot of retired people. And I did my pilot license there and tried to always uh, train early morning and late evening because during the day I had to study. Yeah. And in the early morning I joined a running club for retired people because most of the people there are retired yeah. and you think they all only relax. but. They get up to 6 in the morning and run one hour, one and, one and a half. Wow. Then they meet for breakfast. And I joined them and the youngest one was 65, the oldest one was 88. Wow. And the one guy, 86 years old, he holds the world record in 225 marathons. So I was so inspired and so like brainwashed to join them and run with them. And I thought about my own age and what people are telling me back at home about my age. Yeah. But they didn't realize that so, there are so many things possible if you just uh, get some inspiration from others. And it's uh, what, I, what I like in this place. It's really nice. Yeah, so age is just a number. It's just a number. Like Serena Williams uh, gave her a really interesting interview in, I think it was the New York Times. It's just about the number. Mm -hmm. I really did it. Very inspiring for me too. Okay, so um, you do a lot of mountaineering. Uh, how does your background in judo help you in that? Is it like um, a challenge? Yeah. Different? Are they similar? It's difficult to explain because my coach you cannot do so many conditions for the journey, preparing for the stamina. Judo is like a very fast sport, quick sport. You need reaction time, you need a lot of power training. But for me, stamina and condition is basic thing. So everything else I train in judo and I train in gym, but the climbing and the mountaineering is more passion. It's enjoying the mountains, the fresh air, the, the environment. It gives me so much energy for the fight or for the tatami, for the training, for the hard training, that I don't think about if it's good or bad or whatever. I just enjoy it. So, apart from your um, career as a judoka and also doing this mountaineering, you're also a professional pilot. <laughs> Not yet, but I try to. Not yet, okay. So, yeah. is that another passion as well? Yeah, I, I did my private pilot license 12 years ago and then in an American instrument rating. 
and I started my commercial license, but we had some bad luck because of the hurricane season. I had to evacuate and this time, this year, the hurricanes have been really serious. So I spent a lot of time in San Diego with some Judo friends. And there I met a guy, he's uh, one of the world's famous winter, winter expedition climber. He climbs all those mountains above 8,000 meters during winter time. So that's wow. really, really difficult. Yeah. And he's a helicopter pilot and he introduced me to helicopter flying. Oh, so wow. now I decided to, to, to fly helicopters. And yeah. It's more challenging, it's more interesting, adventurous. And I, I, I don't know if I go on now on the fixed wing or the helicopter. I will see. <laughs> Another challenge. So what um, next for you? Next, uh, yeah, there is a training camp coming up here. I, I try to coach some kids here which competed in the Czech sport event. And then I go back home for Christmas to share all the many, many adventures and experiences with my family. I see. Okay, I have a kind of a difficult question. <laughs> um, so for us, sport is life. Right, like we live, breathe, eat, sports. But um, I've learned that we are humans first, every second. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a process. <laughs> In the beginning of my career, I was really always very focused, mm. always very serious. And sure, there are a lot of injuries which um, doesn't help you sometimes. Yeah. But in the end, it's. Uh, tough time where you learn most because from two steps or three steps back you you grow and you improve much much faster than you expected you learn some other movements during your reha your physiotherapy your work in psychology whatever but it helps you for to grow as a human being to improve your own personality that's in the end which takes you years, not, yeah. not months, but years, to, to grow as, as, as one, it's, it's like a puzzle game for me, yeah. so one puzzle after the other makes you growing and improving. I think in, in the beginning I had really tough times to get some setbacks, because always my, my main goal was an Olympic medal, mm. so this was the highest thing. I wasn't satisfied when I reached the European Championships medal, not satisfied when I reached the World Championships yeah. medal. It was only a short time, like you feel one day or two days, like oh, we did the best in the world, we did everything, so let's go on for the Olympic medal. Yeah. But I couldn't reach this because of many factors. Even if it's like a small injury or some psychology things, it's just minus, minus things. But now I've competed in three Olympic Games and people are like telling me, oh wow, you I just started to like appreciate that. And it's all it's right now it's also kind of more one step after the other, but the life is so powerful and you have so many opportunities to just pick one and best advice wow I've had a kind of club coach which was 
really deep into the Olympic Valleys. And the Olympic Valleys are similar to the Chudo Valleys. Chigaru Kano is like similar, has similar thoughts than Pierre de Coubertin. And I was like introduced when I was nine or ten years old. He's like a mentor to me. He always gives me some small advices, but never pushed me. And he said from the beginning, life is a journey. I, I didn't catch it when I was young, but now I caught it as it, because it's really it's a journey. It's a way. It's not you. You focus on the goal and the aim, but it doesn't mean for sure you will reach it. There are some different goals or some different aims, but the journey itself is the one thing you should appreciate. But he mentioned, uh, I mean, like he said, he's famously known for saying that um, the Olympic Games is about participation and not winning. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, you can see it from different perspective, but um, for sure, everybody who qualified and is qualified want to to get a medal. Yeah, it's not all about the participation itself, but in the end, not all get a medal. So yeah. somehow they have to carry the spirit and learn about it during the games or after the games to realize how what are the values for yourself, what are the values for myself. So that's all for me. I, I, I had three Olympic Games but everyone was different. The, the start in the first game as world ranked number one to have a lot of pressure to take a medal was enormous. I couldn't stand it, I lost against the world champion, she was not uh, uh, having the most uh, points in the world ranking, so we came in the draw together, yeah. so it was just bad luck, but yeah. it was not my fault or because of my lack of training or whatever, it's, it's, it takes a lot of time to realize how everything works to get a medal, because there are some people really just lucky but we had this one day, this one shot, it worked. We got the Olympic medal. So the second games was more relaxed. But the, the rules actually changed from one year to the other. And my, one of my favorite techniques was to grip a leg and to throw with a gripping leg. And this was banned. So I did this during the games and I just couldn't get the medal because I did this move, which I did like. 25 years long, and then yeah. it was banned for the for these uh, games. Oh no! It was just like you don't know, but you're so mad about yourself why you did it just now yeah. in the most important competition, going for some medal. I took seventh place, and everybody was like, "Oh, you're seventh place!" But for me, it was a disaster. Yeah. It was just wow. disappointment, pure, pure disappointment. Yeah. So everybody was trying and telling me now it's the time to quit because you're too old and you couldn't get it, just focus on something else. But by the way, on the on the way to the third Olympic Games I took much more relaxed and I knew I should appreciate to only qualify, to only participate. But in my mind there was always this chance to get the medal. Also if even also you are maybe too old or older than the other one. Mm. But it doesn't matter. Even if you are 
qualified as the last in the world ranking, you have the chance to the medal. And if you believe it and you have this strong faith, you can take it. Even if I should qualify for my fourth point, I, I don't go there just to participate. It's about the medal. If I reach it or not, I cannot really influence everything. But I try to set all the possible paths together. How, uh, how my philosophy about children, about the sport itself. Okay, so I understand that yeah, you're not married yet and you don't have kids, but let's say you do have a kid and the kid wants to do uh, sports, for example, judo, and you know that going through the process of you know being a high performance athlete is challenging, it's hard. Would you actually encourage your kid to pick up judo? I, I, would, I would really appreciate it if she or he does choose judo, but I would say like, Please start with any kind of sport and do different kind of sport, not focus on one sport. I didn't do it in the beginning. Austria is a winter sport nation, so everything, everybody grows up on skis. Like you start to ski or snowboard when you're two or three years old. Yeah. Everybody's expecting you to be good at skiing, snowboarding, or mountaineering or whatever. But if you do many different kinds of sport, you have a lot more opportunities. Even if all the sponsors in Austria, they uh, support more winter sports and not summer sports. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If you feel to do it, do it. And you will find your own way. I guess that's the best thing you yeah. can suggest for children. Okay, so that's all we have for today. Good luck for your team in Singapore. Thank you. And good luck for your future. Thank you so much for sharing because it has really opened up my mind to, you know, there's life after, uh, after sports and it's okay to have other other stuff that you're doing like mountaineering, right. doing this, piloting things. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Nobody can tell you it's not okay. Why? Yeah, which is true, which is why I need to tell myself. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for watching guys. Bye! Bye.